The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, a sixth event podcast, video event one-shots, and an additional video D&D campaign. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows and vote on the way their stories will progress. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dumb Dumbs and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise dice today. Welcome back, Initiates, to the Mythos Mysteries, a live play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imaginings. I am H.P. Helmfirth, your host on this journey into darkness. Forced to free their elderly companion from jail, the mystery punchers had to calm their way into a police station. Adrian almost blew their cover, and Red tried multiple different strategies. But in the end, the mystery punchers were saved by Richter's mysterious and threatening friend, the Nazi Reinheimer. So venture forth with us, dear friends, into the mythos. Richter, you hear the footsteps and the uh, the hum just kind of um, carry on down down the street for a moment or two. Um, having just seen uh, Herr Richter, or sorry, uh, Herr Reinheimer uh, mm-hmm. disappear, uh, and also having been gifted with a um, both a marvelous and a terrifying piece of technology, um, you 
sort of observe that for a moment. Do you have any immediate reaction before you return to your, your pals? I think just is there anything in the occult or supernatural that I have read about that could explain what I've just seen? Uh, in theory, yes. Um, there's nothing specific. There's Unfortunately, there are... It's less a, is there a thing? And more, there are a bunch of things. You've, you've read in terms of the occult, like, um, sorry, the, uh, the, the poog is, is going nuts uh, back in the park. Uh, there, there was uh, a dog that landed in one of the trees, and the poog was having none of that. Sure, um, yeah. Oh but, um, yeah, um, there's obviously, there's, there's all sorts of, of tall tales about, um, in, uh, invisibility and teleportation and interdimensional travel, but again, it could be it's more a problem that you don't have anything to help you understand what this could be. Um, okay. Of those, it, it it there's any number of things it could be, uh, or it could be none of them. Well, all right. I think just reeling thinking about that uh, that it was done so ca- like. Richter usually has to work so hard to find this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And for someone to just casually like open a box and be like, oh, here's more power than God. Uh, and <laughs> like just disappears kind of thing. Peace. Uh, yeah. Uh, it just is. He's, he's dumbstruck by it, I think. Mm-hmm. It's the complete opposite of any experience he's ever had with the mystical or the or the occult. Mm hmm. Well, and the fact that Ingrid is involved in some ways, I'm sure, also... That's a whole other bag, too, yeah. Where Ingrid um, creating a weapon is so not like Ingrid. Mm -hmm. And so worrying. And uh, Reinheimer just gives off like a weird, scummy vibe to begin with that makes... Richter uncomfortable and that Ingrid would be working with and associating with this man Mm -hmm. um, is also troubling. Yeah, I think there's something about people who present too cleanly that really is an immediate red flag to to Richter and everything about, you know, the the immaculate suit, the Mm -hmm. rigid stance, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, very cool. Um, Okay, um, so you make your way back to the park. Uh, The the Poog is is happily kind of like prancing about, barking. Um, and, uh, yeah, you're all able to touch, touch base again before you, you go to visit, uh, the mayor. What do you discuss? Red is not having a good day. Let us just say that. <laughs> like, this is so ridiculous. All of this. She hasn't slept. She's hungover. Think the flask has come out again. Um, because, like, all of this. All is, is, uh, I just, I am starting to have a very hard time dealing with this town. Uh, who? Who was that? Why did he disappear? What is that? We are not going to use that. I don't trust anything that I can't understand, especially when it comes to weapons. Oh, who is he? Red, can you go Richter? ahead and roll me a sanity check, please? Yes. Is that just rolling these two dice and just comparing yep. it to my sanity? That is okay. correct. Yep. Try to roll you on get Okay, I did. I got a 17. Uh, right, oh, it's... Yeah. A 10 and a 7. That's a 17, right? Yeah. These days? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's so a 17. You managed, uh, between the hangover and your rage, you managed to not lose additional uh, sanity. From, <laughs> Too from angry to go crazy right now. Um, yeah. 
uh, Adrian, I'm sorry, we'll get to Richter's response in a moment. Adrian, you also witnessed this uh, this piece of the mythos happen, but I think we've established that, like, because Adrian's brain works a little bit differently from these other folks, do you feel like this would have faced you as much? I think he just think, oh, there's another ghost. Like, for yeah, him, it's just yeah. like ghosts come out and they talk to you and they disappear. This ghost clearly wasn't mean. Red didn't stab this ghost because we didn't learn if it was evil or good. And he seemed very handsome. And I feel like <laughs> Adrian is sort of like a kid in that regard, mm-hmm. which is like better looking people are more trustworthy because that's who you see in the movies. Right. Yep. So Fair like enough. he would fall for the veneer. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. Wicked. So um, Richter, Red is is staring at you with kind of bloodshot uh, stress. She's eyes. also angrily rebraiding her hair. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I won't make you roll for that. I think that's just an expertise you carry with Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. It's a free action. Oh my god. That was Captain Reinheimer. He visited me at my home. Then you were with Addy at his at his parents' parents' place. I thought um, you said that he was like spooky because he seemed like a pretty nice ghost. He frightened me even now. Yeah, he's, that's he's... not normal. Something about him is frightening to me. Everything I... about him is frightening. He oozes weird. He oozes evil. He literally disappeared after giving us some sort of weapon. Yeah, but... Tell I'm... me you're, tell me you're mean... not going to work with this man. Our, our ice cream friend is handsome, and he has an ice cream truck, and he gives us guns, and then he disappears. This guy gave us a ghost gun. You could shoot it's, this at a ghost. It's not the same thing, Addy. It's it's not the same thing at all. Well, there isn't ice cream, that's true. Richter, please yes, tell Red. me you are not going to be working with him. I'm not sure I have a choice. He mentioned my sister. I have not seen her in many years. There aren't many people that know we are even related. Well, then I don't see why that has to change. Uh, Although we have not spoken in quite some time, I still care deeply for my sister, Red, and if she is involved with this man, I need to make sure that she is all right. And if she's connected to weapons like this, I really need to make sure that she's not making a mistake. It didn't sound like that's what he wanted to do with you. No, no, not likely, but I may need to use him to get to Ingrid. Hmm, and how good are you at using people, Richter? Tell me. I am not very well practiced at it, I must admit. That's what I thought. Hmm. Grandpa, I got an important question for you. Yeah, Addy, what is it? Is Ingrid like your Benny? Benny is my Benny. Uh, Ingrid is my sister. She is, uh, perhaps she is my head. We have to help him get his red. I would be so confused if there was without a red. I, like, need a boss. This is probably not optional. Like, he needs that. Because I'm imagining red can't be your red, because red's my red. No, she's not. No, no, I... <laughs> I think Richter's about to, like, just be like, uh, yeah, maybe in a way, I and mean, then, like, see your reaction. Like, uh, no, no, she's decidedly not. All right, so we gotta get 
Bandy back, and then we gotta get angry. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if the invitation to Germany extends to you too as well, but I would I would certainly appreciate your help. I can get our tickets. I have money. Uh, and he just like gives <laughs> he gives Richter five dollars and he gives Red five dollars and then he just like stands there and he raises no, his hands honey, like huh? take it I'm gonna take both bills and give them back to him and be like, Please stop giving out our money, Addy, sweetheart. It's both of ours and I don't have any and we might need this to make some kind of getaway, so keep it safe. But keep if you it don't, secret. if you don't have any, why don't you take this? And then he'll just try to give her the ten dollars back. No, I, I trust you. I trust you to keep our money. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's definitely proven he can hang on to it. <laughs> um, all right, so um, you pack the uh, the blaster um, kind of safely back in its its case. Um, I think all of you have kind of collectively decided not to use it unless you see a yeah. ghost, in which case Adrian should we put might it in shoot the ghost. My book bag, or should someone else be carrying it? Or I don't want to touch it. Yeah, I'm I, already carrying Senior Ice Cream. Uh, and no, I pick you're up my not. Dog. Yeah, <laughs> Addie, Addie, that dog is not yours. You have to let it go. Nope. Red, no, he, Red, he joined ahead. our gang. Go ahead and roll me a persuasion, not charm. Is, is you're, this what tears you two apart? It might be. Uh, and Addie, <laughs> uh, what is your... That's a success. Um, well, yeah, keep the number, though, because, uh, Adrian, I'm going to have you roll... Should we roll constitution for stubbornness? Yeah, I'd buy that. I was trying to find what stat it would be, but yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Well... I was going to say persuade for both of them, right? Uh, eh. He just might not put the dog down is the yeah. issue. Oh, it's see. less like, uh, this is why we should keep the dog. It's more so just like, uh, he goes where Based I go. Based on a cost-benefit analysis, <laughs> I think. Uh, cool. I rolled a hard success. Claire, what'd you roll? Uh, I rolled a regular success. Well, fuck me. I guess we got a new NPC. Uh, uh, senior... Uh, Ice cream. Ice cream. <laughs> and then, uh, it's like, here's, it'll snarf. Yeah. Um, here's why. I don't know if you noticed, because you're busy looking at that ghost, but over there, I got senior ice cream. And you look, and there's just, like, the badge the dog was wearing sitting by a tree that's clearly been peed on. And I'm like, he <laughs> peed on it, so he's not a police officer anymore. Remember oh. when... When Pepe joined the gang, and you said, you can't wear those colors anymore if you're going to join the shoelaces. You got to pee on those colors. And then Pepe peed on them, and then you were like, Pepe's cool. I did that with senior ice cream. Red Red just kind of looks at him with this kind of like, fuck, I can't argue with that logic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And you were so proud of coming up with that particular ritual to get Pepe to like really like toss off his colors um, that unfortunately you bragged about it and have told the story too many times to go back on it now. Probably quite drunk. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, what she's going to do is she's going to she's gonna uh, pick up the badge when Adrian's not looking and pocket it. <laughs> uh, because this dog is going home the second that Addie's not looking. Like, I'm sorry. We're not carrying around a dog. A police dog. That's going to look so bad. We can't steal the police department's dog. <laughs> A little late for that. You already did. Um, all right, so the 
four of you um, make your way um, to the uh, back to the shop. Um, Devin's finished kind of uh, cleaning the place up a bit. Um, and uh, Richter, do you think you would stash the weapon here? Or is this a I'm going to keep this on me kind of deal? It seems like uh, it seems like the store isn't safe anymore. Um, I think I'll keep it on me. Cool. Uh, to hopefully maybe even study. Uh, sure. Um, uh, uh, Mr. Farmer, can I talk to you for a second? Uh, yeah, Adrian, what, what's what's up? And I like I like lead him into the back room, and I'm like, this is Senior Ice Cream, and he has joined the Mystery Punchers, but we have to go and kidnap a, a Tally Ho Jockstrap, and I don't <laughs> think that's appropriate for Senior Ice Cream. So I need you to just like. Look after him, and then, then you know, have him be safe. Because Sprinkles is like an outdoor cat, but Senior Ice Cream seemed like he's more of an indoor puppy. Pookie, pookie puppy. <laughs> uh, oh, my okay, God. So just don't don't <laughs> lose him, though. Yeah. Because if you lose him, I might have to lose you. And Devin's uh, like, yeah, all right, uh, understood. Um, and he looks down and kind of pats oh this, God. like, you know, brown dog with floppy ears. And he's like, all right, senior ice cream. Let's see if I can find you some Scooby snacks. <laughs> and then he just leads the dog um, back to the car. And he's basically going to go back to the uh, the motel. Uh, and you'll take uh, senior ice cream with him. All right, we can go get Tally Ho Jockstrap now because Mr. Ice Cream is going to do fine. <laughs> and with that, a man and his friend's dog drove off into the night. Um, so uh, the three of you arrive at uh, the um, uh, sort of uh, improvised mayoral campaign office. Um, for uh, Tallahassee, it's uh, it's nice. It is, uh, as I said, um, we've talked about this in a few sessions. There's uh, definitely enough sort of vacant property that it's very easy to find a place that you could flip. Um, it's um, there's a uh, a table, a folding table that's been set up out in front um, with a couple of volunteers who are handing out leaflets um, for the fair. Um, and, um, as, uh, as you approach, uh, you recognize, uh, Ginny is one of the, the volunteers. Uh, and she's like, oh, hey, Tra oh, sorry, Red, um, uh, and, hey. uh, and your friends, uh, what, uh, oh, yeah, you, you said you, you wanted to, to meet, uh, Mr. Jackson, is that correct? I, I would love to. Great, well, um, listen, and she, she kind of, like, leans conspiratorially, she's like, I'm so tired of handing out these fucking flyers. Everyone knows the fair is coming. No one needs to know the fair is happening now. Everybody knows it's exhausting, and I think people are starting to get a bit mad. He is, um, he's very busy today um, trying to get everything ready, but uh, I'm sure I can get you uh, a few minutes with him at least uh, so you can at least get a little bit of FaceTime and, and meet the man. I would appreciate that immensely. Uh, great, okay. Oh, uh, well, uh, follow me. And uh, she leads you into the office, and you can see that um, there are um, a number of men kind of gathered around a map of, um, of Helmfirth. And they seem to be um, deep in discussion uh, about um, uh, kind of, like, they've circled a few areas, um, and you can see that they're, they seem to almost be discussing city planning, if that makes any sense. And... Um, 
there's um, a uh, sort of a, a, a thin man in a vest um, with his sleeves rolled up who's got a pencil behind his ear and kind of the nub of a pencil between his fingers, a uh, cigarette dangling out of his mouth, um, who is, is um, kind of actively... Um, Re, like kind of readjusting things on this map as everyone's talking um, and there are three men standing talking to him um, there is well so as uh, Ginny walks walks the three of you up she's like um, okay so uh, if you can just wait a, a couple minutes um, uh, Mr. TJ uh, oh seems like there's a crime going on just heard a, a siren go by <laughs> it sounds very modern that's strange anyway um, you know just advancements all the time here in uh you just hear a voice in the wind just go reinheimer <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah the tremendous irony is that claire and i live close enough to each other that i just heard it on my mic too <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> um anyway um so she's like uh yep so um he's just finishing off a meeting um he's got some tremendously exciting plans for the city um and uh she um kind of leans in conspiratorial and she's like uh, and the man at the board is uh, the famous architect, uh, Rick Chen. He's here all the way from Shanghai. He's got some amazing plans. Um, so, uh, yeah, you see uh, there's, there's Rick, who's at the board. There is uh, TJ, who's kind of just like staring, uh, like in kind of a, a confident but vacant way at what's going on. And then there's uh, two men who are, are kind of... Um, uh, arguing um, kind of over Rick. Uh, and you hear one of them just be like, look, I'm telling you, the factory's got to be a lot larger. Me and my uh, associates have a lot of business we're planning on doing here, and if the factory isn't made bigger, you know who's going to be pretty pissed off. And look, he may be in the clink, but that doesn't mean that his hands can't reach down here and throttle your goddamn... And then he notices you're there, and he's like, oh, uh, <clears throat> we, got, uh, we got company. And uh, the other guy just uh, rolls his eyes and says... Yes, yes, Donnie, perhaps you should take it down a notch while we deal with these these fine, fine folks. And he says, um, uh, Tallahassee, I believe you have some well-wishers. Um, and, uh, TJ turns to the three of you, and, um, his face is blank for a moment and then just breaks out into a big grin. He's like, well, howdy. Hi. It's a pleasure <laughs> to meet you. Good day, sir. I'd say the pleasure is yours, but it's truly ours. <laughs> oh, well, that's awfully kind of you to say, but truly the pleasure is mine. Welcome. Welcome to the office. I'm sorry about all of this. We're just having some passionate discussions here about the future of this fine town and the people in it, which, of course, concerns you. Oh, um, it certainly does. And he just kind of stares at all three of you for a second. And he's one of those guys, uh, Brian and I had a prof like this at university, who just, like, leaves a bit of a pause after everything and before everything he says. So there's, it's almost like, yeah, there's just like an awkward beat of him just kind of staring at each of you. Then he goes, okay, great. Well, yeah, he's the, the real life version of a streaming delay. Honestly. Yeah. It, it seems that way. He's just like, it's just, um, it, it's not annoying or anything. It's just there and like, yeah, little yeah. off putting. Um, he says, uh, anyway, uh, what, what can I help you find folks with? Uh, hope you're coming to the fair tomorrow. It's going to be a great one. Oh, I just can't wait. I just, <laughs> I love fairs so much. And they're practically my favorite things. Me too. Only reason I'm running for mayor is so I'd have an excuse to throw one. 
I am the living end. At least that's what my mom used to tell me. <laughs> that's a weird thing to say. But it's just, <laughs> I, I just wanted to say, it's just, it's such a pleasure to meet the person who is probably going to just be the inheritor of this town. Um, and he says, well, hopefully, I mean, I'm, I'm securing it from, from good hands. Gene Fairweather's done a great job for a long time. But as you know, to every season uh, must change. And, you know, I think it's time for some fresh blood and some fresh eyes to, to inherit uh, the town, as you say. <laughs> what an odd turn of phrase. But, you know, seems like you're in good company. So where is your house? <laughs> Me? Oh, I got a I got a fine piece of property out there on uh, just on the edge of town. Moved up here about a year ago from Lennox County down south. When he said mm -hmm. uh, when he mentioned the word inheritor, could I see anything on his face? Like, was there any sort of like? <laughs> was there any sort of like hood with blood on it? Um, Evil. Can you go ahead no, and roll me? Uh, I know what you mean. Um, can you roll me a hmm? Uh, maybe a spot hidden. Let's go with that. Okay. Operate heavy machinery, maybe? Read this. Yeah. Uh, actually, that is a hard success. Just cool. barely, but a hard success. Nice. Um, you're having a hard time reading this guy. There's something about kind of how jovial and blank he is that's actually really unnerving. You're used to people putting on an act um, and, uh, you know, talking around issues. This guy seems to be, like he comes across as on the level you still don't trust it, but it's it's hard to read. It's a little bit like um, if you look at, uh, I forget who it was, but there's someone, there's a professional poker player who's just like really chill. Like he just sits at the table and just like talks to everyone and he just seems to like not really give a shit that the poker is happening as opposed to like hood up, sunglasses on, like. Yeah. So it's that. You're just like, there's, he's just, yeah. And he, so you didn't see, there was no like, no shadow, there's no surprise, there is no shock. He just seemed to take it as you intended it. Okay. On the surface. Okay, fair enough. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. I got this really strange email last night. I need to see what's going on with this mystery file. Hey, it's a map of a town called Ocean Bay. Someone sent these images to you for a reason. I'm so lost right now. When was the last time you chose a direction and followed it? I'm going to Ocean Bay. We don't get many tourists this time of year. Ocean Bay is a friendly town, but we're not that friendly. I never sent you an email. I don't even know you. And why exactly are you here? The map is the reason we're here. Maps help when you're lost. Do you know what a trap street is? Trap streets aren't real. They don't exist. Don't trust anyone unless they give you a reason to trust them. I, I think he's dead. How could so much damage happen to a human body in such a short period of time? What the hell is going on here? From the creators of Strange Air, this is Trap Street. So maps can have secrets. Yes, maps can have secrets. Follow and hear new episodes of Trap Street anywhere you listen to podcasts. 
Hello everyone, uh, this is Tyler Hewitt, just coming at you with a little special offer for you. You know, if you're a fan of uh, what we're doing here on the show, then we have, to borrow a phrase from Jerry Holkins, a patron-oriented experience tailored just for you. If you go to patreon.com slash dice you can sign up and get a bunch of special features that we're not really going to make available to anyone else, so do that. Now. Well, not right now, but, you know. Tom, does Adrian understand where his house is based on that answer? Um, You know, there's a lot of, like, mansions on the edge of town. Um, There's people who live kind of more palatial estates that are kind of just out on the edge. Um, So you know roughly where those are, but you don't know, like, a specific address based on that. Okay, so you got a house at the edge of town, but which house? I have a big house, too. Yeah, what is your address? <laughs> well, no, I'm yeah. afraid I don't hand that out to anyone who just walks in. You understand? Man's got to have a little bit of privacy. But of course. It, it's a very nice house uh, with a very nice lawn. And I'm sure yours well, is, too. I only vote for future. people if I know their address. Uh, a nice house befits the future mayor of our town. Now, I would just, I would love to know... What are your, you know, how are you going to bring yourself to the town? What, what, what are your plans, specifically? When he says, uh, you know, I was always taught that uh, a smart man surrounds himself with smarter people. And that's what I have endeavored to do here. Uh, let me introduce you to, to the key members of my team. Um, uh, this fellow here is, uh, his name is Donatello Splinter. He's, uh, he's a man from, uh, from Boston. <laughs> Very legitimate businessman from Boston. Donnie to his friends. And he just looks at all of you. He's like, Mr. Splinter would be fine. Um, and you can tell he's the, the guy who's yelling. Um, Red, you immediately, it just clicks into place. And you fucking, you had a feeling about this guy. Um... Donnie Splinter is a notorious, notorious member of Capone's crew. Um, oh, God damn it. And uh, he's a, a lieutenant in uh, in the mob to a point that it would make sense that if you were going to set up a satellite in somewhere like Helmfirth, yeah. Donnie's the kind of thug you would send. He's smart, but he's also mean. Um, just a, a full-on, like, uh, De Niro circa Goodfellas kind of guy. Um, wearing purple Sorry, what, naturally. What did, of course, what did Tallahassee say Donnie's role was in the campaign here? Oh, he just says, uh, he uh, didn't. yeah, he, oh, he was just sorry. kind of giving a rough introduction. This is his team. Yeah, he's like, yeah, uh, okay. uh, uh, Donnie's quite a, an important businessman in Boston. He's offered to come here and uh, consult on, on how to bring a bit more industry here to Helmfirth. As you know, the town's been hurting a little bit, what with these difficult economic times. But luckily, we got a smart man here in Donnie. He pats him on the back really hard. And you see Donnie yeah. just full-on sideshow Bob stepping on a rake like, <sighs> Yes, Donnie, I would, uh, and she's going to look him in Mr. the eye. Mr. Splinter. And spe- uh, I apologize, Mr. Splinter. Uh, I heard you talking about a factory. What kind of factory are you bringing to our beautiful little town? Well, little lady, seems like you got quite a brain on you for curiosity. But uh, until uh, my uh, my buddy here, TJ, has the, the big chair, we're not telling anyone what we're doing. Uh, you know, it's very important to us that we make sure that good things happen, but we don't want to give away trade secrets. And he takes out a cigar and, and lights it and just, like, blows a full mouthful of smoke in your face. He's like... Now, surely you can understand that, right, little lady? 
Of course, you would. I was gonna want say, and Adrian know... just looms through the smoke over Red's shoulder. <laughs> You'd hardly want you know who coming in from Boston, wouldn't you? He's like, ma'am, I assure you, I do not have the faintest idea of whom you speak. Um, and then uh, he uh, he just like looks at, um, I guess Richter, and he's like, Broads, am I right? No. He just, like, smokes his cigar and, and scowls. Um, TJ is like, well, you know, folks from Boston talk a little bit different uh, than uh, folks back where I'm from, ma'am. You'll have to excuse uh, uh, Donnie over here. And uh, Donnie's like, I, it's I Mr. Think Splinter. <laughs> she'll excuse Donnie when Donnie apologizes. Oh, Addy, you know what? I... I appreciate you standing up for me, but uh, don't, I, I understand, Mr. Splinter. I would never want to challenge your dominance here in town. That just wouldn't be feminine of me. <laughs> so uh, you, ex you were just introducing me to the rest of your team, uh, um, TJ? Yes, uh, he's like, oh, I see you've picked up on my nickname. That is much appreciated. I know technically a mayor is supposed to be very official, but... I just want people to know they've got a friend in office, you know? They've got a friend in me. Um, so he says, um, and uh, as he's, he's kind of saying that, uh, the other guy steps forward, and you can say that, uh, you can see he's definitely dressed um, uh, where Donnie is wearing, like, mobster chic. This guy is wearing legitimate, like, old money um, uh, fancy clothes. So, like... Um, uh, a classic kind of banker's gray um, with striped uh, vest, gold chain, um, the whole thing. Um, and uh, he's um, just like a like a sort of um, a, a larger Scottish guy. He's got big red sideburns, almost mutton chops. Uh, he's tragically bald, um, but it kind of like he's got the, the toilet bowl into the mutton chops. Um, and uh, just like little, little tiny glasses. Uh, and he steps forward and he's like... Um, I do apologize for the uh, uncouth man that I was uh, disagreeing with there. Uh, TJ is too kind to say it, but he is a bit of a brute, Mr. Splinter is. Uh, my name is Montgomery Greaves, and uh, I am a uh, property developer that um, TJ has brought along uh, to help uh, turn Helmfirth from a small town, admittedly in decline, into a jewel on the coast. Uh, I think truly that uh, pulling together, even with having to make some unfortunate friends like Mr. Splinter, and like Donnie's clearly just like, gives no shits about this guy, so he's just like chomping the cigar and staring him down. Grief uh, says, um, and um, part of that is uh, I'm also bringing some investment. Um, we've been making some some uh, very clever purchases. Uh, so, uh, sir, I, I didn't catch your name, and he turns to Adrian. Uh, am I supposed to talk? Uh, and he, he looks to Red. <laughs> uh, of, of, of course you are, sweetheart. It's Adrian. Adrian, well, you mentioned you have a, a large property, and if you did want to part with that property, uh, I know a real estate agent, uh, Mr. Knott, who could give you a hell of a deal. So, Oh, we are very familiar with Mr. Oh, Knott. Oh, excellent, excellent. Yes, he's one of one of our top agents in the city. Um, yeah, uh, we kicked a ghost out of the house for him. Ah, yes, well, 
I don't say care to believe that, but uh, good. <laughs> good for you. Good for you, big fellow. Uh, seem to have a, a head on your shoulders. And then from the, the board, you just hear, gentlemen, please, we are making progress. Does this conversation need to go on much longer or can we get back to the matters at hand? Um, and Montgomery kind of says, oh, uh, and you'll have to forgive Rick. Um, he's a famous architect, one of the best in the world, and we brought him here specifically to assist us in, in this endeavor. TJ's like, and this is just part of the team. There's more all over town getting the fair ready and making sure that we're talking to the constituents so we know exactly how we can best help the town. But these oh. three are some of my closest advisors, and I'm damn excited, if you'll excuse the language, to have them on the team. Well, uh, you know what? I am very excited for you. And I was just talking to someone earlier today who's going to be very excited, hopefully, to interview you sometime in the future. His name is, I don't know if you've heard of him, his name is Benny Jones. Benny Jones? No, I'm afraid I haven't heard that name. Is he a, a famous reporter here in town? Uh, in fact, he is. And oh. he's also a very dear friend of mine. Well, hot diggity. Oh, sure. Bring him down. Bring him down today. I'll make time. And you can see he's like campaign managers just being like, no, no, you don't have time. Um, <laughs> and he's like, always oh, happy to talk to a member of the press. And there's nothing. I can't I can't read him. There's no like. Fair enough. Yep. Mr. Mr. TJ, do you have a hanky? Because I'm going to burger. Oh, Sure thing there, big fella. I'm um, And he reaches across himself uh, for his lapel um, pocket, and uh, he, he kind of, like, slides his hand down um, the, the side of his, his um, suit jacket. Um, but he's clearly missing the pocket, like, the pocket's on the other side. Uh, and he just does that uh, a few times. He's like, oh. Oh, well, that's egg on my face. Uh, and then he reaches across, gets it, and hands it to you. Great, I'll take it and just be like, thanks, it might be a minute, so I'm going to hang on to this. Uh, and then just put it inside, like in an inner pocket of my tuxedo. Oh, and you got yours on the first try. You're a smart fella. Um, Richter, can you roll me a spot hidden check, please? That's a low roll. 27, how does that look? Ooh, hard success. Nice. Cool. Um... Something caught you about um, the way he failed to get his his handkerchief. Yeah. Um, he repeated the, the the motion to reach the handkerchief almost perfectly. Like, it almost seemed to you, like in modern terms, it'd almost be like a frame was skipping. Um, you're not sure if that speaks to uh, an idiosyncrasy, if it's something like um, perhaps like an OCD tick, which obviously you wouldn't know by that name in the 30s, but... Um, it strikes you as incredibly uh, an incredibly precise gesture. Hmm. Um, I would like to uh, take out a pen, mm -hmm. and I'll take out Kenneth Knott's business card, mm -hmm. uh, and I will say, um, "Excuse me, um, Herr Jackson. I was wondering if this is a little silly. I'm a little embarrassed to." Uh, I, I must admit, could I get your autograph? It would be really something to have the future mayor's signature. I'm afraid I don't have anything to write on except for these business cards that um, had not uh, provided to me. Would you indulge me? Well, sure thing. Although I must say you're making me blush. He's not blushing. <laughs> uh, so I'll hand those 
both of those things to sure. him and, and just let him sign that. Yep. So he signs it. Uh, it's a big sweeping, like, as you'd expect. Great. I'll take the card back and I'll just say, you know what? You may keep the pen, sir. I really appreciate this. And I just want to see what he does with the pen. He's, oh, this is a fine pen. These are an expensive commodity in the 1930s. Um, he um, um, opens his jacket, uh, places it in a pocket, and then closes his jacket. Hmm. Again, thank you. And then he, so, he, he pats uh, it twice. I really appreciate it. Um, tell me, uh, what is it that you plan to do to uh, unseat um, Mr. Fairweather? He's been the mayor for so long. Surely it's a uphill battle. You must have some kind of plan, yeah? Uh, he says, well, it's a lot to go into. And honestly, I'll be going over most of it um, at the fair tomorrow. I've got a whole speech planned, so I'll save most of it for then because I want to make sure you go. Um <sighs> But, uh, in short, what I can tell you is this. I see this whole town as a place of great potential. I think it can be great. And I've talked to business owners, I've talked to shop owners, I've talked to, to families that have lived here, and all of them say there's just, there's been a tone to this town for a while that things are just starting to go bad. And I want to make it my job to make things go well. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make Helmfirth well again. Um, I just want to make sure that I've got like the narrative right. Um, Richter is on the same page as everybody else in, the term, in terms of like the mafia and the election are mm-hmm. are tied, uh, connected. Yeah. I just oh, want to yeah. make sure that has And also, because yeah, okay. it, uh, it's been a while since we played... Um, you were also early on investigating, and actually one of the first leads that made you kind of want to investigate the mayor was the fact that so much property was being bought up, and that Kenneth Knott was literally right. like literally showed up at your house and was like, "Do you want to sell your house to me?" So yeah, yeah. there's there's been this huge like push to buy up property okay. that you've kind of had on your radar for a bit. Okay. So like, why is this future mayor trying to buy all of this property? Well, and honestly, yes. the mob showing up kind of ticks a box for that but yes this is definitely all of you um part of your investigation was determining that something odd was happening okay that's one thing that i want to keep track of but another thing is i want to basically just gauge everyone's responses to this like next statement where richter will still kind of pretending to be about the issues of the election kind of thing just talk about like you know i am a small business owner and um I must say my business has fallen on hard times quite recently, in fact. Um, you may know it as uh, Helmfort Curiosities. Um, you know, I've been by that place several times. It's never hmm. open. Well, we were not open the other night as well, and we had some very unwelcome guests, and uh, I was wondering if you had a plan uh, for this kind of criminal element that has come into the town. And I just want to see what, like, what Donnie thinks of that, what Rick Chen... Oh, I'm looking at Donnie for this, about too. That. Yeah. yeah, so um, Rick is, is uh, he's, like, halfway through a sketch, and is mm-hmm. it, it's very clearly, like, the guy at the board being like, can we just fucking get back to this? Um, right, right. So he's completely unfazed. Um, Greaves... Uh, is looking professionally concerned, if that makes any sense. 
Um, mm-hmm. There's nothing a property developer hates hearing more than there's a lot of crime near here. <laughs> um, and uh, Donnie is um, in kind of classic, like, who framed Roger Rabbit, the mask level, like, gangster. <laughs> um, he's just got the cigar and there's just a, a look of... of um, uh, understanding amusement and he looks like someone who holds a lot of cards like and so he just uh takes the cigar out of his mouth and he says ah oh, trouble huh that's mm. uh it's real bad maybe um maybe i'm thinking you should be a little bit more uh how shall i put this delicately uh selective about the kind of company you keep you know, there's lots ah. of tales I heard coming from Boston about uh, rum runners, and he looks directly at Red, like huh. small-time criminals moving because they couldn't hack it in the big leagues, so huh. they went down to the farm leagues where maybe they can feel like big shots. And I'm just saying that maybe, uh, you know, associating with such folks, if you were ever to encounter them, might be, uh, might be a real problem. Well, I should say that these were likely very small-time crooks, because although there were many of them, I don't think we will see any of them ever again. And he well, just, that's like... that's nice. His, his eyes narrow, and he puts the cigar back in his mouth, and he's like, Yeah, sounds like you solved the problem. For now. You're problem solvers. Hmm. I just love problems. I'm a mystery puncher. <laughs> and TJ's like, you sure are, bud. You sure are. <laughs> anyway, you'll have to excuse me. Uh, Rick gets really testy when we interrupt him for this amount of time. And Rick's like, I'm not testy. We were just in the middle. He's like, yeah, Rick, I know. I know. What can you I know say? What? Geniuses. I like this. Um, and he just, uh, you know, it's all of you. He says, but uh, I sincerely hope uh, you will stop by uh, the fair tomorrow. I'm not supposed to do this. And he, he like looks around um, and uh, he waves to Ginny. And he's like, Give them all a few tickets for a free game, huh? And Ginny's like, yep. And, like, has clearly been doing this all day. And it's like, here you <laughs> go. Very exclusive. Uh, so you each get three tickets to use at the fair. Oh, you're so kind. Um, you know what? I just look forward to you ruling our little town so very much. <laughs> and I just look forward to seeing all of you tomorrow. And she just kind of looks at Donnie for a split second and just looks back at the mayor. Um, and, uh, yeah, TJ's like, well, I mean, <laughs> ruling's a strong term. Really, I just hope to, to be able to improve things along with the rest of you. Uh, after all, I'm a citizen just like the rest of you, right? <laughs> of course, I just... All right. I, I hope you slaughtered the competition, is what I'm saying. Oh, hey now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a live one. That's a phrase I've heard people say. Um, all right. Well, uh, it was nice meeting, uh, nice meeting you folks, and uh, I will see you tomorrow at the fair. Uh, here, it's going to be a sunny, sunny day. Looking forward to it. Um, before we go, uh, may I? Uh, I'd love to just have a look at what uh, Mr. Chen is working on over there. I'm somewhat of a uh, fan of uh, design and architecture myself, and I'll take out the the book mm-hmm. uh, and just quickly rifle through showing like impossible shapes me like I love it and just like <laughs> snap it shut again um, <laughs> like geometric shapes that can't be perceived 
uh, just very quickly uh, and uh, and stuff it back in the book bag. And be like, I would love to see what what you're working. Um, so Rick's eyes definitely a lit on that book um, in a pretty yeah. serious way, uh, and you see him blink a few times, kind of rapidly, uh, and then he um, he kind of appraises you for a moment. But I think there is kind of like this is a shitty example, but bear with me. It's like um, if you walk into, let's say, a like a punk rock club and you're wearing the right mm-hmm. clothes, but you're clearly not living that punk lifestyle. Everyone's kind of like, OK, um, I think he looks you up and down. And it's kind of like, actually, yeah, this tracks. Uh, and he says, uh, OK, um, it would be nice to have someone who actually appreciates what I'm doing for a moment, at least. Um, here, come here. I'll give you I'll give you the quick version. Um, and so you can see uh, he's got sketches for buildings um, that are quite grand. Um, he just quickly flips through them. Um, they're very ornate, um, beautiful, but um, in a weird way, almost uh, almost more like classical Greek architecture. There's there's columns and statues and a lot of like really kind of grand stuff. Um, so he flips through a couple of those and he's like... Um, the entire coast, from what I've seen, is uh, either stuck in the past, uh, like Boston, with its uh, early colonial ideas, um, or screaming at the future, like New York, with its impossible buildings. I think there's a midpoint to be reached here, and I, I think there's there's a way to bring class uh, to this part of the world that is sorely lacking in it. Um, so my goal is to use Helmfirth as a, as a proof of concept. Uh, to be able to transform the great cities, uh, Chicago, Boston, New York, make them something grand. Um, we don't need to stumble forward into the future. We can actually make something of it. So we're starting here. No one will fund me at any of the larger places, and I'm lucky that Mr. Greaves saw fit to, to bring me over here. As you can imagine, it was a rather long trip for me and not an inexpensive one. But uh, I am very glad to to be able to to try these these sorts of things here, and I think I think they can really have an impact. I think they'll be quite powerful. Hmm, it's very interesting. Um, is there a? Uh, um, he's showing me individual structure designs. Yeah, uh, not... so he's got a map up that he because they obviously like Greaves okay. and and Splinter aren't yeah. going to want to like look at buildings. So they yeah, yeah. it's more so that he's been kind of showing like where these structures can go and what needs to be demolished to make room for them. Okay. So and I just wish it known that the entire time that he's doing this, I am like staring at Splinter. And he is staring <laughs> right back. Great. He's on his second um, cigar. He goes through them very quickly. Great. This is like a combination of like Tyler theory plus I think something Richter might like be hopeful is happening because if if this pans out, it would be just like a, a huge thing for Richter. But um, does it, do the lay, does the layout of the building appear to be following any kind of pattern like ley lines or anything like that? Seems or... like that might need a mythos check. Okay. Adrian so, is just we... so proud. He's missing pretty much all the conflicts. <laughs> He's just kind of like so pumped with himself, standing over Red's shoulders. He'll do whatever he needs to if he's instructed, but he's happy. Are you looking for a Cthulhu mythos check or an occult check? Occult check. Fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) 29 is going to be at least... 
almost an extreme success. It's a hard success. Or you could spend luck if it's only a few points away. Richter's got luck for exactly that reason. It's one point per number change. I'll spend... I'll spend the 11 points to get an extreme success. I'll bring my luck down. Nice. Um, So it's hard to tell because, again, it's, it's like a city map in the 30s is not, not the best. Um, but yeah, man, there is definitely some shit going on here. Also, mm. those buildings all look a bit like temples. Got it. Okay. Like, not expressly, but based on what you've seen and kind of the, the various artifacts, some of the stuff that J.B. Fletcher sold you, like, you... If... Even at a casual glance... You're not sure if Rick is aware that that's what he's doing uh, from your limited interaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, he seems quite genuine in, in his his passion. But yeah, man, um, you can see there are very specific purchasing patterns uh, throughout the city. Okay. Um, your house is near one of these sort of sites that has been kind of uh, selected. Um, and... As, um, you know, everyone kind of prepares to, to hustle you out so they can get back to work, um, you kind of track the perimeter of where all these things are. Um, and then with sort of a sinking pit in your stomach, your eyes track towards the center. Uh, and of course, you see the site of the church. This episode of the Mythos Mysteries features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, and Keeper Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and the Mythos Mysteries show logo was created by Decapitated Marker at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. That's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are Dark Alleys and Sentinel by Kai Engel, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, and all of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are Dum Dum Dice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. All hail the mythos. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Joshua White, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them and a little bit of thanks to you the fable and folly network where fiction producers flourish 
Hey there, we're dm to gm I'm your DM from Dungeons & Dragons, Russ Moore. And I'm your GM from the End of Time and Other Bothers, Sean Howard. What we like to do around here is answer the questions that you have about tabletop RPGs and get you started feeling comfortable playing games around your table. We want to share our real experiences, what we've learned, what's been helpful, so that other people can get going. And because and a lot of these hurdles are just in their head. So find us every other week wherever you listen to podcasts or visit dm to gmcom dm to gm Get your game started.